<laughs> what just happened? Like a ladder. Yeah, there we go. I was like, what what the hell just happened? Why did everyone just get quiet? That was that awkward silence right before the, the moment happens. <laughs> Where I say, I think it's episode 41. We come out with, with these when we can just get ourselves together. And when we can put put yeah just yeah, just get just get three of us or whatever, but yeah let's we're th- we missed about three games now the Man U game, Brighton, and West Ham. Did we miss? Mm-hmm. Have we? Oh God! Well, we'll forget I, I that, that one. Was it. Which one? Middlesbrough. I don't, I don't want to talk. Oh, about that game. No, it's I think crazy. that happened before. I think that happened. Yeah, before, before Man U. Yeah, before our recording too. Before our last recording. I mean, yeah, how does this team not motivate you to want to do a podcast every week? Oh, I mean, it's it's funny. It's like the podcast is almost better when we lose. Yeah, but probably. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Agreed. Yeah, I hear you. But we didn't lose the last game. We're not going to talk. We're not going to go all the way back to the Man United game, which I didn't think was that bad. I just thought we lost on the day. No, we weren't Beat that up. bad. We just didn't Beat. cover. One of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, yeah, that that was very Tottenham. That was very Spursy. Because Nick was extra loud when booing Cristiano. Not as loud as we were booing Tom Brady just being there. Another Spursy thing of because Tom Brady, of, of course, what four hours after that game <laughs> said he was coming back to the to play. He was unretiring, which was hilarious after after talking with Cristiano. No, it was a day after. It's a day after. Yeah, very Tottenham of letting Cristiano, who Nick was loudly booing. Who, I know yeah, this was covered all over the place. Like we covered it talking in our group chat, but I am absolutely in agreement with you, Ben, that fucking Spurs, how did you let this happen? How did you let this fuck come out of retirement? I blame you, Spurs. I do not want to see Tom Brady ever again on the field. And we, Super had, that. we had that for what, a month and a half? Yeah, Derek, Derek didn't really get it. Derek didn't understand at first. You were questioning, like, it doesn't matter. He plays in Tampa. I hate him. Hate. Aaron Rodgers is nothing compared to what Tom Brady is to us. Nothing. Yeah. That's fair. What? Yeah. One championship? One yeah. Super Bowl? I mean, we haven't won against him in like. The dude years, was in the Super Bowl 50% of my life. It's true. Yeah. No, it's tough to see that guy back on the field and tough to know yeah. that he. Got inspiration from Cristiano beating our ass. The old man beating our ass got inspiration from another old man. Dr. Tottenham, once again, bringing Tom Brady back. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I said. All right, but let's let's talk about the West Ham game. West Ham game. Big 3-1 victory at home. Needed this win. Probably the most necessary win of the year. And I know you could say that as each game coming up will be just as big, but... I don't think we've beaten a good team, a really significant team other than Man City all year. And or a game that we really needed and we really needed this one. And I don't give a shit that they looked dead. West Ham looked dead at the end of the game from their early Europa game because we've had to deal with that plenty of times. So it is what it is. And we came up with a three one victory and we looked really good. And this team starting to look really good. We're going to we're always we're not going to have the players. Because we still lack talent in positions. It's just, it is. But you know what team's going to show up on that, uh, on the score sheet. I mean, not on the score sheet, on the uh, team sheet before the game every week. We don't even have to talk about that. We just know the team, depending on it, injury dependent, of course. 
But absolutely, yeah, they're start they're starting to get it. There's tons of chances. Uh, that front three is excellent. But yeah, um, players are coming along. Still have just deficit and just talent on the team that we need and depth. But we're in yeah, fifth. Before we get into those players, though, I have to echo what you're saying. That was a huge game, and we finally win a huge game. Considering, you know, we have a lot of opponents coming up that we're Tottenham, so we can't overlook anyone. But a lot of opponents that are not that good uh, that we have left in the rest of the season. One of our toughest opponents left is our arch rival, Arsenal. And they Liverpool. have a pretty and Liverpool, but they have a <laughs> they have yet. a tougher yeah. schedule ahead of them. They face Chelsea, they face Liverpool, they face uh Man U. So it's it's in our favor right now. And we just have to take care of business like we don't always do. But let's let's see. It was a big game and a lot of big positives from that game and a lot of good performances from guys that are new additions to this club. Those though you mentioned uh Decky. And of course, you guys know we talked about it earlier. I thought Bancor was absolutely a rock star yesterday. He was very, very good. It's always a good sign when there are so many people up for man of the match that one of them gets left out by the team's official list of four. And I think there were two guys. Now it was, it was one or two guys that we had talked about in the chat that didn't make it on the top on the top four finalists. Yeah, it was a really good game, and it's really great to see those two players especially come in and and make up for players that we sent out and shipped away and do an unbelievable job. I mean, Ben, that, that was Bettencourt's by far, best game by far, but Kul- Decky, I, I keep wanting to call him Kulu because I like that yeah. name so much, so much more. But yeah, Decky is, he's so smart when he plays, and he's such, he's so much different than Kane and more, and Son, because he and he doesn't have pace of Bergwijn or Mora, but it doesn't matter because he's just better than them. Bro, early it's, on, do you remember that play where he had, where I think he, I think he won possession and then he pushed the ball forward and kept on pushing the ball forward. It looks like they had him trapped because they had him going to his um, weaker foot, to the right foot, but somehow he still got by them. Passes it to Kane. Kane passes it back to him, but it, it takes like a weird volley and he passes it back. He passes it to Sonny off the volley. And Sonny hit the post. That was so insane by Decky. That whole just little play right there. Uh, that guy excites me all the time. I told you guys in, in a lot of um, good ways. And I know somebody on, on Twitter had compared Bentoncourt to Dembele, but I, I really think Kulisevsky is more of a Dembele. You know, Dembele was not the fastest guy. The word I would use to describe him is slippery. He's not going to run by you, but he always seems to find his way through one or two guys in a completely opposite way that Lucas does. And he's a great passer. He's always in the right spot. He's not quite as strong as Dembele was, but I, I, I can't remember the last time I was this impressed by a new he's, signing. He's not quite as strong, but he's he's close. He's really strong on the ball, on that ball. It's hard for people to take it away from him. I, I, that guy is a, a great comparison, Derek. My only my only issue is he needs to work on that right foot. It can't be cut back left every time because at some point playing this level, they're just gonna ride that foot. But but he's still able to do it. He's he did say he did. It was it was awful. It was really not good. I got blocked about three (laughs) three yards away from where. But (laughs) as you said, like slippery, and I I I I said slippery also, and he's 
not erratic, but it's like his movements are odd. So they, the defender knows, even though he's going, he's going to go to his left foot. They don't go to pressure him. It's not like Sonny where it's either way. I can go either way. It's I'm going to my left, like 98% of the time, which needs to improve, of course, but he gets there. I mean, he doesn't have that, that curler yet, but he's get, he's getting in his, his flicks are everything we wanted from like Delhi's flicks. Because they actually work. Did you see the flick he had when I think Bentoncourt like shot it in? He rocketed it in, and he took it took it with his like outside of his back foot around and flicked it to Kane. It came out to nothing, but it was unbelievable. And I was like, "There's just more skill here, technical skill." Someone said he's bail without the speed, and I'll take that. Like I will. I think they're completely different players, but yeah, no, I, I, there are, I guess, uh, their sliders are at different levels, but they both have elite skills in different areas. Well, I guess you also have extremely left footed dominant. Yeah. I guess when you say bail without the speed, it's, and you're that young, you're, de- you develop a different way because sure. you don't have that speed. Right. But um, let's jump into the game. I missed the first like 10 minutes because, uh, Formula One season started. First oh, race pulled, in Bahrain. You pulled, a, you pulled a Nick. Oh, and well, Nick Nick just misses it and like blames it on like his wireless. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it was crazy. Someone, so I live the game literally starts and Pierre Gasly, who races for Alpha Terry's car goes on fire. So I'm obviously distracted by the fire. And then both Red Bulls with within three laps, their cars just stop. They have to go in. They just and they lose. And after coming, they were in second and fourth. So that they're out of the race. I was distracted. I, I like it. I'm, uh, you know what? Formula One's the drive to survive. He's, it's really gotten to, got me into Formula One, but I don't need to watch Drive to Survive anymore. Now I just watch the actual thing. You didn't miss and much I won- in the first 10 minutes. Oh, you saw I won $120 in Charles Leclerc winning uh, the race. Yeah, I know. I heard we weren't that great in the first 10 minutes. I was kind of peeking up. Yeah, it we scored so much. We wasn't great. No one was it wasn't great. bad. It was yeah. It was. It was. The most exciting thing in the first 10 minutes that I remember was actually a guy, another guy that should get a great mention um, for his play of late is Doherty. Doherty was pressing the ball very well, and he won the ball from uh, from his press, from his pressing play a couple of times early in that game and created uh, an opportunity for, I think, Kane early on that, I mean, didn't come to nothing, but it was exciting to see Doherty you know, continue to have this rash of great, of good play. His defense is good too. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. still, there's, he still lacks some dynamism to him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it hurts when people were saying Reggie had a good game. And I think if I watch it again, he did overall have a good game, but he's so frustrating in that final third that you can't unsee it. But sorry, back to Darty. He's been, there's no reason that man should not be on this team. He could be. He should. He could be a very. He's a very. Could be very good backup, or he could play because I, I. I've seen him. He understands the system way better than most people on the teams. Yeah, and, to this and point. right on cue, like when you probably jumped into the game, that's when we scored ten minutes, and it was because of Doherty. He again, because of his pressing play, won the ball, pushed it forward, gave it to Kane, and Kane gave it to the guy that scores the third most goals on our team. And the guy who I said was uh, the man of the match a couple of games ago, um, Mr. OG. OG doing his thing again. 
Actually, I would say OG was second. I think Kurt Zuma was number one man of the match because I almost did, I, attack him I, the dude, entire game. I almost bit on that again. And I was like, OG, Romero? And I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I won't say it. But like, that's I what I was thinking. Thing. I was thinking about that. But Zuma was just getting booed every time he got the ball. I didn't know Tottenham was such a big uh, cat fan base. Did no, you see they just, bring an inflatable just, cat and they were like throwing it around well, all over? Whatever the, the excuse is. <laughs> Him also being a Chelsea product probably didn't help. Yeah, actually, so funny, quickly, at the uh, man, that Man U event we were at, I'm going to call it the Man U event because it's a Tottenham podcast and that's the team we were playing. Um, one of the Queen Spurs kids who they were awesome. I met, I met them were great. Started doing like the uh, Chelsea chant. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Like, we don't, I don't want to be that team. We're not that team. We don't chant about the team we're not playing. I'm not worrying about Chelsea when we're not playing Chelsea. I'm not chanting about Arsenal when we're not playing Arsenal. I don't want that. They can do that. They worry about Tottenham all the time. They do the Tottenham chants at every game they ever play. And I'm not, I don't want to be that. I felt like a little awkward, like calling this kid out, but I was drunk enough. And I had drunk ass Nick, who was right there, plastered as the pictures. The pictures look dope. And I think I saw you guys on TV. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the Queen Spurs guys. I'm definitely gonna get one of those um, scarves when you guys. Yeah, get I, got, I gotta get it. I gotta get out there for sure. All right, sorry. What did I interrupt, Derek? Kurt Zuma being a cat kicker that we were booing every time. Uh, we yeah. But I don't think we can. Just to reiterate, back so we're back on track here. Sun destroyed him all day, every day. His runs were prime sun. He was constantly in dangerous areas. Kane was finding him. And he was quality sun again. He's been pretty off for the last month and a half, two months. And he looked like the real deal Holyfield on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've been one that's found, kind of been shitting on sun on the past pods that we've been recording. And, you know, expecting a little bit more from him because we know how good that guy is. And yesterday he showed us, or was it yesterday? I don't remember. Saturday. Um, Saturday he showed us, like you said. Sunday. Eric, it was, it was yesterday. yesterday. Jeez, I don't know what day I live in. I just came back from Europe, guys. So I came back from Europe on Friday, so I'm a little bit messed up. But, yes, yeah, Sun was out of control, man. He was, the like Derek said, he was the sunny of old. He was running so hard, and just his finishing was absolutely amazing yesterday when, even on the ball. one that he missed with the, that that i just mentioned that, that that he hit off the post uh from kulu's pass kulu's pass wasn't all that great because it came off the volley but he, he made a great shot on that and even though it was a little bit behind him sonny was absolutely clicking on all cylinders yesterday yeah i wouldn't sonny's always sonny always runs that's never the that's not the the issue with sonny it was his, it was his, just him being technical and confident and he was terrible at taking on his man for a bunch of games. He would still score. So in the end, it really like for people that were saying to bench him or sell him or whatever they wanted, like he's our second best player. He was having a bad spell. We're not, we don't sit our, you don't sit your second best player because they're not playing as good as they should be playing. Cause usually they're still playing pretty well. And Sonny was still putting balls in the back of the net, but yesterday was everything. He was, his touch was great. His passing was great. And when Kane's feeding you like that, that man is unbelievable. We put it like, it's funny. Cause like I was thinking, you said man of the match Kane. When you think of man of the match now, we put him on this other tier of, he has to do something super spectacular for us to really put him. The dude had three assists yesterday. And we were like, now Benton core, like Romero's son, then Kane, because That's he's insane. on another level, but 
Sonny was, yeah, Sonny was great. And I was so happy to see him finish on that horrible defensive play by West Ham when they both went to Kane. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they both went to the header and Sonny got that goal. But I'm so happy he just put that in the back of the net because we've well, had a bunch out. of those. Kane had some shout of those. Shout out to Hugo. Shout out to Hugo. That was a, yeah. a okay long pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I'm not gonna, yeah, it's a, it was a good kick out. Good job. Good. Kane got to it and headed it back. Blind but, uh, not had found the best attacking player in the world. <laughs> yeah, I believe that too. They just posted his stats since the beginning of last season. He's had the most assists in the Premier League, more than Bruno or anyone. Or so the dude is amazing. I know we're talking about Sonny because and Sonny's also amazing. It's so great to see his tech his technical ability be back, him being a threat. But I also I just think it's all coming together for those top three because they worked they're they're different and they work together so well compared to when Lucas is also running instead of like it's like when Kane picks up the ball he has the runner and the person to pass to not just two runners. Agreed. Agreed. And, and let's go hit. progressively down the pitch. And I also think that our midfield was good. And I know that we've criticize this guy a little bit here i've done it myself too i've been one of his biggest fans but the combination of these two guys Betancourt and hoiberg they're really gelling i see them really knowing where they are all the time where they're supposed to be they know where to find each other and i like the pairing right now of those two guys together hoiberg's doing what he does exceptionally well and Betancourt, you know a slight game where he has a hiccup here or there where he's not doing looking so good but Yesterday he was like we said earlier he he was awesome bro he was awesome. See, I, I, I think, think that speaks to a greater point because, as we said in our little chat yesterday, Reggie wasn't great, but he still wasn't a disgrace. Like everyone plays well because I think we're finally gelling under this system. You can see the triangles. You can see the way that uh, he's turning to so. He's Sissokoing in the final third. It's so bad. Oh. How many times has Kane put him in in the last like four games? Yeah, I mean, he's just when, fucking. When he, he fell down, he guys... when he went down to try and draw the foul, dude. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, man? Just shoot the ball." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. You guys know how I like. I, I've been a little critical of him of late too. Uh, I don't know what it is. I he he shows you everything. He shows you that he's going to give you all his heart and he's going to hustle out there and, and do everything. But I just think that he has some limitations to his game. He doesn't always give you a good cross. He gives you one here and there. He doesn't beat his man a lot. Um, it, it, I know it's, it's tough sometimes. He's much better at entering the box. He's really good at entering the box. He just can't finish. He does it better than Seth. Seth beats his man better than defensive wise. I don't see that big of a difference. No. And if we're, if we can get that, whatever, if we can get any money for him, I don't know if, what the deal is. Cause I thought it was a two year, two, lo- two year loan deal from Real I Madrid. Thought was, I thought it was an outright purchase. And it was after two years, they have a buyback clause for 40 million. Uh, uh, yeah. You're, you're usually better with that than me. So yeah. So like if, if we can get, if we can get money. Yeah. It's about a 10 million pound uh, profit. So if we can get money for him and we're, we need those positions to be better because I mean, I, I hate doing this because Benton Corrin Hoiberg, as you said, had such a great game, but they're backups. They're still backups. If we want to be great, if we want to be really good, 
or one of them has to be a backup. I, I could agree but, with you. On like that. we can't we can't jump up Bencore because he wasn't great last game. He's better than Winks, and that's not saying anything. And he's going to play, and he's going to start. But it's like when that Doherty had the bad game, then he had the good game, and I mean the good game, then the bad game, but then the good game after we jumped all over him. And I feel like Tottenham fans do that, and we should because we get really excited and we want them to be great. But I need to see I need to see more from Bencore, just more consistency, of course. And we two games in a row, finally after a. A full month or since December of not winning back-to-back games in any competition, crazy. That's crazy. So, one other thing on Bendicor, he's got to cut it. I know it was cool and it's a great TikTok video and Instagram story, but you don't pull that shit with two defenders around you on the, your own eighteen-yard line. That shit is not cool. It wasn't was, cool at all. I, I did not like. Shit. I mean, it. after the fact, like it. it was cool, way cool, good for don't you. Show it over, but don't, don't do it. that shit, man. That is was, the risk reward is so bad there. I had to catch a, a walk in goal if they take. I had to check my draws, man. I was uh, literally about to shit myself there. Uh, yeah, but they on the day you're right, Jose. Like they were, they were awesome. Benton Core was awesome all day, all over the place too. Like literally, really covering field, covering back, and when he does that, he allows Hoiberg to defend well. I still hate Hoiberg like going forward at any point. And I hate that he still tries to take that shot from outside the box, which is just <laughs> low and shitty and not good. And like, I just, I, but when Ben core is able to, I mean, it's not Ben core had a decent shot. I know he was trying to, he, he didn't really have the angle. So he tried to force it, but I'd rather Ben core in that position. But when he is playing that way, it allows Hoiberg to clean up. And that's such a huge thing that Hoiberg does. I do agree with Derek that Skippy will become better than Hoiberg at cleaning up just because of pure athleticism that Hoiberg lacks a little bit of. But I mean, I, I love the man. He's a, he's a warrior and he does an amazing, he does an excellent job for any, any lim, limitation. He's a professional star, soccer player for Denmark. We know this and he's a great player, but I mean, I, you got to always look at this with a, a grain of salt that if we want to, be in the top four every year. We need better players than Hoiberg. Absolutely, I agree. I, I Skippy is a homegrown product, and he has all the potential to be uh, a, a better version of Hoiberg. I think he's a, he can be. He's still young. He's obviously, like you said, more athletic. More he's quick, and he's big as hell. I, I've said it on this pod again before. Uh, before this guy, he he looks small, but he's really not. That guy got a broad back and he broad shoulders. He's a strong dude. I think we are, uh, but it's a good problem to have because, you know, right now we have Hoiberg and we have Skip coming back and that's a good problem to have because it's going to give these guys time to, to recuperate and to give guys, you know, time so they can play better on the pitch. And anything that keeps Winks out longer. Yeah. And keep Winks on the bench. It's still, it's, Derek, I'll say this to you. It's still concerning how limited we are at that position. I mean, I don't want to. What what happens if Betancourt goes down? Where, where does what happen? Where does the season go? Uh, we probably recall the Celso from loan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Come on, no, no. Actually, that I don't want to make this an argument because we have. But can you even for, have for our happen? listeners? For our, no, we can't. But for our listeners, we have arguments 
us three especially about things that make that have nothing to do with anything going on with Spurs. No bearing, like, no bearing. Nothing. Whatsoever. They're the stupidest arguments between me and Jose arguing about Hoiberg and Sissoko in the final third. They both are horrible. Last night was what? Oh, who's means le- who means less? Who made you more upset, Mourinho and Dombele or Los Celso? None of them were on the team. Absolutely none but, of them. But anyway. Yeah, we went down a wormhole that none of us want to go down. And we're not, I don't even know why you mentioned it on the pod, but I don't even know either why. But I was, I think I was getting there. I was like, if Ben Core goes down, where does our season go? Just to, to shit. And you said, and and you said, let's recall Lo Celso. And now I'm remembering, and I, and you, and you laughed, Jose. You wouldn't recall Lo Celso over Winks. If Ben Core's done for the season, you wouldn't be like, all right, let's, I'll take Lo Celso back. No, I wouldn't. You would try. You would. Conte would one hundred percent agree. I don't want to. We're done. I'm going to tell tell you exactly why. I'm just going to tell you. It's nothing against um, Gio himself. I actually think there's a lot of uh, potential in Gio. I think he's a good player. I just don't. I think he's one of those players that that is like a cancer to the club. They for, for whatever reason he doesn't gel well with everyone on the club. And there were reports. There were reports. He brings he brings those type of players bring down the morale in the club. It, you know they talk about it a lot, a lot here in American football on our side of the of the world, where um, you have to change the culture, and that was part of the culture that needed to change. I believe. You know, I don't think. What do you mean? Conte says it every week. <laughs> Conte Conte gets up there and talks about the culture of Tottenham every week. Shits on it every week. It's everywhere now. So yeah, well, he's, that, that's what I think about him per se. Like you know, I don't I don't have anything against his game. I think the guy has. We've seen his game in international play. We've seen his game when he was with in the uh, in La Liga, and we've seen his he he has good performances now when he's back in La Liga. It's just something like Delhi. Delhi is a, a fan favorite of all of ours here, but there's something about Delhi that I feel. Was a little bit maybe toxic to the club. And yeah, but okay, okay. And there, and there's reports that there's there were reports that defend that. And also, I mean, could be just a benign bullshit fact. This is a straw man argument right here. Is Romero didn't seem very upset when Los Celso left. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> like there was nothing, and you thought they were like friends, and like and he didn't seem that upset. Romero seems like he loves his team, and I would love to talk about him. We as will. soon as we possible. Will. We have to. But I, but Derek, as I was asking, and we still haven't got to it. And you said, recall Lo Celso. The season's done, right? We lose Bentoncourt. The season goes. I mean, can I skip, say, can skip no. it. Can skip in Hoiberg. Oh, the skip coming back. Yeah, let's let, let's say skips in, uh, infection, and he's healthy. He's supposed and, to be back by the time the international break. Yeah, is international over. break's done. That's what they said. So, so Bentoncourt goes down over international break because. For Tottenham, and that's what happens. What's our midfield? Like, what what do we do? I mean, I think Winks Winks can't play. No, Winks is coming back. If that if Benacor's out, you know for a fact he's coming back. Because think about it this way, Derek. Look at Ben even just thinking about it. Look at look how stressed out he gets. The Friday, the Friday night before we had the Manchester United, going back to that event, I went out. Me and my friends got drunk. Pretty hungover. Met Nick at ten o'clock at this bar to head over to this other place at eleven. So I wasn't really feeling it. Wasn't really putting them down. If you get what I mean. So I wasn't that drunk. 
And I was sitting there watching it. And when I'm not drunk, I'm sitting there watching it, you know, kind of silent. We're losing, we're winning, we're kind we're, we're generally losing. And I'm sitting there silent. And the Queen Spurs fans are like trying to get an understanding of like who I am. And I'm like, you know, fuck off. Like, let me get into it. And they score, yada, yada. And I think it was Winks and Bergwine come in are about to come on at the same time. And I explode out of my seat, explode to boo, just as like yelling, like, this is give it, this is it. This is we're just giving in, we're just giving up. And they all started laughing because like, oh shit, like fucking hate winks. Like, I fucking hate winks. Hate I don't hate winks. I like he's a good, probably a great guy, and probably might might be fun. Maybe not. He kind of seems like a weird little of a dweeb. But <laughs> come on, Derek, you know about dweebs. He picked oh, yeah, up one of those. Winks is no Winks is like the prefect a, at school. So <laughs> Percy Weasley. He's Percy Weasley. Wait, I call I tried to like call Derek out for being tough. So he immediately goes into a prefect Harry Potter comment. Nice. Thank you. I gotta be me, man. I know the football player who loves everybody. But um hey, yeah, it's just uh, I think the team can't handle that. It can't. So I then here's my next question. Whoever wants to answer it, I'll chime in after. Is Dyer really good enough, or are we just kind of propping him up that he's good enough? I would say we have – well, all right. Let, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yes, he's good enough. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree, man. I'm going to agree. And it, it goes back to a little bit of the, <laughs> the stupid argument that we had last night. But we saw Eric Dyer transforming into a, a – pretty decent center back under Jose. They were just using him on the wrong side. He, they were using him that excuse that he had his left foot and he was, he can be a left-sided um, center back. But no, the excuse Conte, was he was the only, he was the only one who could play. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And the Conte said, fuck that. We're going to use Ben Davies because this is where he plays and he's a left footed center back. And we're going to put Dyer more in the middle. And he had that vision to do that. And he's, he's excelling, man. He's, he's doing great. I, I'm no, 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 no. I don't hate that. I so think he is good enough. I think he is good enough. He didn't get the call up for England, which I wasn't actually. I wasn't that surprised. But I kind of got that question. I stole that question from the two Robbies podcast. I listened to Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. And for those who don't know, those are generally our British American analysts that we generally get to listen to on in America on NBC Sports. And they questioned Dyer. And I was thinking, like, are they immediately said Davies is not Davis is not good enough. And we all agree with that. I think we're all on the same page there. But then they they also said Dyer. Romero is not in that. They think Romero is, could, could be could be a star. And I kept I kept thinking about that. Are we overhyping it? Is it the back three? Is it there's certain things that Dyer does, but there's but let's go back to the things we used to say about Dyer. He's a fridge, and which is covered up a little by having a back three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's still some limitations. There's a lot of limitations still. When you said the fridge, bro, did you guys see when right after we scored the goal, Harry did a bonehead play where he passed it right to, uh, to Antonio? <laughs> Antonio, and Antonio manhandled Dyer, and Dyer literally, literally looked like a fridge going down. He had no, he went flat down on his face. He had no opportunity to like brace himself with his hands because I guess he's too slow to do it. 
he it was a hilarious moment. I was fucking I had to rewind it a couple of times. I laughed so hard. Hey. I thought this was a pro Tottenham podcast. I'm sorry, I had to get at you, but no, I mean I, I'm gonna disagree with those guys. I think Dyer Dyer's been good, man, and he's been pinging the ball forward from that center from that middle center back position. He's covering a lot of ground. He's getting to every ball. He's I, I don't know. I don't I don't think he's a a superstar on the level as Romero, but I think he's very good. That was my point, Jose. Is I don't, uh, he's not nearly as good as Romero at really any phase of the game. But, but he a, said that didn't remember Dyer said that. Did you not? They hear he he wrote, "I love the way Romero plays because oh, sure. I get to let him run free and just be a maniac, a very eh, no no a very excellent maniac." Sometimes out of control, but mostly he's Dyer said he's very tricky in how he takes the ball away. And you see it. He like sneaks the ball away from everyone. Mm-hmm. You and he he's he's he doesn't look as strong as he is, but you saw him going up against Antonio. Sure. Anto- ate his I mean, lunch all day. I was about to I was about to say to you, uh yeah, he ate his lunch all day. This, to you, I was say was yeah, getting getting body checked by Antonio and going down is not the end of the world. That dude is a that dude's a thick one of the thicker dudes in with three. I understand thick with three C's. Yeah, I mean he's. <laughs> no, he just and, missed I mean, that shot too. That was a, a good a good attempt. Should he should have put that in, and that wouldn't have been. All right, so let's get on to the second goal, which is the mo- probably the most beautiful goal of the game. It was just classic Harry Kane, classic everything. That we were talking about before, because Darty took the ball away. Kulo immediately passed. Darty took the ball away. Goes to Kulo. Kulo passes it to Harry. I'm pretty sure. And what we've been talking about all year is that new movement that Harry makes, where he takes that like six or seven dribbles to then find the pass. Before it was only the quit the one two. It was quick, and then he would he would kick the ball downfield. So he kind of dribbles now across, uses his body to defend off, to keep the defender off. And then he puts the ball between. It was Zuma, and I forgot the other. Was it Cresswell? No, I think they're playing opposite sides, but who really cares? He plays defense for West Ham. He's a clown. And he snuck that in just so beautifully. And Sonny finished it. Uh, deflection or not, I don't give a shit. Who knows? It was... Uh, I'm going to say it was going to go in regardless, but it dipped right over Fabianski. Couldn't even move. Once again, making Zuma, the cat kicker, look like a fool. But it's all about the pass, right? This man. Yeah. No, you see, I, I can't stand Kane. I couldn't stand Kane this summer, and I still will never fully forgive him. But he has just an unreal awareness. He's almost sly about it. Like you'll see, I can't really from the broadcast see him. It's kind of like a we're making NFL references again, but when a quarterback peeks over to one side and then looks the other way and then winds up throwing back to the first side, he doesn't give away where he's going with the ball. He's just developed this unreal awareness that keeps an entire defense on their toes. Jose, are you, are you, are you listening? Yeah. I will. I mean, the only credit I will give ever to Jose Mourinho is that his play of style of play was so bad that he forced Kane to have to drop back to collect the ball and then unlocked (laughs) a different part of Kane's game that we never knew of. And people sometimes will write 
tweet, this man is the best passing player in the fucking world. And dude. I will say, I can argue that point. Dude, we, we've um, talked about it a lot here in our group chat and this, that, and the other. Um, Jose told Kane on that stupid documentary that we always reference here. He said, I'm going to make you the, the, a superstar. I'm going to make you the best player in the damn world. And he's looking like it right now. And he looked like it last when he was with Jose too. He's uh, like you guys, like you just referenced. We're seeing, we're discovering a part of Kane's game. that Wait, probably was be, there, be, sh- but- Wait, time out one second. Just be careful how far you go and don't get away from Kane and Mourinho. Cause if you get away from that, it gets bad. <laughs> I'm gonna get away. I gave you one. That. I gave you one. I gave you one. I'm not gonna go anywhere else. But like we, like you said, we're discovering a part, or Kane has discovered a part of his game, or showing us a part of his game that we haven't seen a lot before. And he's showing us that he can be. I think you coined that phrase: our best striker and our best midfielder at the same damn time, creative midfielder yes. at the same damn time. That pass was absolutely. Ridiculous, man. He's so good. And, uh, and I, you know, I'm not like Derek. I was, I'm, I've always been Kane's fan. I've always been, and to be fair to Derek, I mean, a lot of Spurs fans were on that same like level. They were like a little bit of disgust for Kane because of what the scenario that happened in the summer. But this guy's just too quality for me to hate him, man. And I, I've always been on that guy's side. And he's, he's amazing, man. He's, he's great. For the record, don't hate, don't hate Kane. I, I like him. I'll just never be able to love him the same way. Yeah, I'd be our best player ever, ever. Oh, I know, but we will never make love again. It's just a different relationship. Personally, we mentioned that on the last pod. You know, you are um, taking him to town, sir. Yeah, but yeah, it's not going to be. Like Derek would see. Derek, Derek would see him out at the bar, and it would immediately be like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, this uh, I was I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Let's go to the bathroom real quick. No one- <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't kiss while we do it. That that's the important part. No kissing. Oh my God. All right. What was it? All right. So well, so the so let's get into the West Ham goal, which is just a product of one, us being, as I've mentioned, terrible at set pieces, defending, taking, whatever. And well, one and two, West Ham being one of the best in the league or the best in the league. But this one was a little unlucky and a little bit of Son losing his man. But we got to clear it out, man. (laughs) We got to be better. It can't just be that. And then every time they got one and Cresswell puts that ball in beautifully, there's one where the ball was on the ground and it was headed back and forwards three times. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, come on that's got to be better and there's and i'm and i i'm starting to think i'm right because the announcers keep saying it too like there's height there's got to be a height thing we are not that tall and i know derek you you argue that it's not a height thing and i agree there's positioning issues romero if there is a weakness that's his weakness because i really want to get into him talk how fucking awesome he was well that's what i was going to say earlier go ahead finish what you're going to say but it's yeah, it's a fucking weakness. We can't we can't make it up on either side of the ball. It's not like we're good at we're bad at both. We're like terrible at both. And we got we have to figure that out somehow. 
And I know we've been trying things and, and some things have been getting close. The short kicks have been leading to some decent things. And uh, I know Dyer had one over the post and it's getting a little better on the offensive side, but the defensive side is still a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, that's why and- Dyer is so crucial is because him and Kane are the only players in the starting 11, at least this current 11. Lucas is a great header of the ball, but those Thank two... you. I love how you, but I love how you like read my mind. I was like, wait, don't leave out Lucas. And I know Jose feels the same way because Lucas, Lucas is great at defending that first ball, but like, exactly. yeah, yeah, he does not a starting 11, not starting Probably 11. one of the smallest guys on the, on the pitch too, for most of the game. He would excel at the, at the NFL combine, but uh, Dyer <laughs> and, and Kane are really the only two I feel confident in the air because that's why I said Dyer is really important to this team. If Romero is going to be here is because Romero shown time and time again, he's not very good in the air, even though he is a tall, lanky player. Davies is obviously not good in the air. He is terrible, but he's small and unathletic. I don't really know what you'd expect from someone like that. No, no, he, he lacks, he lacks, he's bad in the air. Cause he's, yeah, he's, he's small. You see it on the field. You see it in the play that he's a little tiny, but, but we not tiny, like but you know, especially against a team like West Ham. You know, Suchek is enormous. Antonio's enormous. They have four or five guys that are, would probably be third tallest. Yarmolenko, Yarma, when he comes on, is big. Yeah. No, they get a lot of tall guys, and I think that's why they excel. And Cresswell throws in great crosses all the time. Yeah, but to, but, go, back yeah. to, to go back to the other United game, there's no excuse. Right. So, we, OK, West Ham, they have a whole great deal of height on their squad and they're good in Excel at playing these um, crosses in or these um, free kicks and whatever. Um, United, we, un, we we don't unmark, but we let the guy just one of the greatest goal scorers of, in the world just abuse us. Like, how don't you just. We're talking mark? about the third goal right now. They, when they Are we talking? The- yeah, that we let. Probably a top five player of all time, just wide open. He was leaning back at a 45-degree angle when he made contact with the ball. Like, yeah, there were tons of things we could have done in the United game, but that there and the the first and third goals, what are you going to do? The one thing I'll say about (laughs) – The one thing I'll – The third one. The first one one can't do shit. The first one was great. Random thing that I'm going to throw out, Derek – this is going to upset you. The one thing that's going to happen is Ronaldo will age better than Messi. I watched last year Ronaldo literally jump over, like jump 50 inches into the air to score a goal still. Oh, I'm sure. But he also it's like It's like the, it's like the, before Dr. yeah, but it, but look at what they're doing. Like, it's like the Abramovich thing. It's his physicality will be able to hold him up while if Messi's, you know, quickness dies down. His physicality isn't doing anything to help him. So no, we also just, need to get him out yeah. of that cesspool. A poshest cesspool, I know. No, no, no. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming our stepdad. <laughs> he calls his stepdad. Well, he's a he's stepdad called... right now. <laughs> All right. So, well, we go into the half two-one, and we pretty much come out and. I think we had a quick chance. There's, there was the Kane chance that he had the that was put through. It was a little close to the goalie. He still sort of scored because I expect Kane to score on all all yeah. time. There was other chances. I mean, our our 
expected goals was much higher than them, which is something that you would never see under Mourinho. That's the difference between Conte and Mourinho balls. Our chances are way higher. And we're back. XG is um, 2.7 to 0.77 for the record. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, but then there was a period where we do our thing, where we should, which every team should do, which Sorry. is... What is that? I just remembered when you guys were talking about Messi and I was in France. This was all over the place. The Messi burger. I guess oh, the Messi burger, guys. Uh, Jose is showing us a fat. picture of the Messi burger. And that's why he's flat because he's been eating the Messi burger. Theater great, of the mind. Great content. Theater of the mind. This is <laughs> audio an medium. audio medium. Yeah. So, Sorry. So you know what theater of the mind is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah what I just did. Yeah, it's literally, literally. Okay, good. All right. So, God, where are we? We just talked. So we just talked about. Um, they had their. Oh, okay. So we did. We did our thing where we kind of let them play, and we we it's, we don't. We're sitting back. Yeah, we sit back because some of Conte's style is sitting back, and we he wants us to suffer and. And let them play, and they let them play, and, and it, sometimes it felt like, oh shit. And but I think we did it. We're we're getting so much better at it. At not the oh shit. It's it's more like okay, come on, come out, come in, and you then know what we'll. I think we're getting so much better at to like jump off of your um to go with your point. When we do allow that pressure, though, we have a response now, and before we wouldn't have a response. We would just continually take on the pressure until we eventually succumb to a fucking goal or a couple of goals. Example, that West Ham game from last year. Ooh, they kept bringing, they loved, Arlo White loved bringing that up. Damn. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But like, but now, at the same time, reasonable to bring that up. Of course. <laughs> we let him three goals in eight minutes. It was impressionable, but it was after just constant, constant attack. Pressure, from yeah. them. And now we have a response. I remember, um, at some period in that second half, they did control a, a lot of the ball and they had a lot of pressure on us for a good stretch, maybe five minutes or something like that. But then right after, we we had a response and we controlled the ball for about eight minutes, something that we're not typically used to from Tottenham. And they actually looked good doing it. And that's where we're changing a lot. So there was a, that's a good segue. Because before we talk about the last goal, actually, no, let's talk about the last goal, which was, I mean, we kind of, they, they, we kind of opened them up and also you saw how tired they were. We, we can't def- deny that, how, that they were, their legs were, were pretty much gone after the 75th minute. They, they had the Europa League game, which I brought up before versus Sevilla, which is, which is a huge game. I, I actually watched that whole, that whole game and it was, a, it was a really good game and Sevilla's a, a huge contender and now them beating them makes them a one of the favorites to win the Europa League now but yeah that was definitely draining and it, it benefited us but that's offensive error on that final goal to end it is just how many times have announcers said stop sending both of your center center uh, backs to follow Kane like Kane's an amazing player but in a situation like that you just need one defender to contend to the ball and the other defender to not let Son be onside wide open. It wasn't even like Kane knew where Son was. He was just hitting it off the back of his head. 
and Son brought it down with the technical ability that we've been waiting for. He brought that down beautifully right in his path, put it and then put it in, which he's been struggling a little bit with to put it past the goalie. And that sealed the game and made me feel better, obviously, because even though there was there were more than eight minutes left. But yeah, it, it sealed the game. And it's a huge 3-1 victory. Fucking massive 3-1 victory. Puts us in fifth. Puts us a game. game as we know, game in hands. Games in hand don't fucking matter because we've seen that happen. So we're a game behind Arsenal. We're three points behind in Arsenal. We got Arsenal coming up. We have the favorable schedule. So just take care of business and hopefully they can just take care of business. And no, 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 I'm not going to say, actually, I'm not going to say that because it's Champions League or bust. But, you know, if we get fifth place and we have to play some Europa League soccer, but we're able to get the signings in the summer, I'm okay with that. It's really about the summer and what we can get. I mean, not but, to jump in, but think about it this way. We play Newcastle, Villa, Brighton. But new, it's, it's, this, this Newcastle team is no new, that, it's not the Newcastle team we played earlier. No, they're no this slouch, is, but we should be getting, I think we could get 15 points from the next five games. Okay, so yeah, like you like, said, Ben. I mean, like you gotta set the bar high. Is um, Champions League or bust, man? We're right there. We're on the cusp of it. You know what I mean? And like, we... I'd rather. That's uh, that's my last question. So never mind. Keep going. Sorry. No, it's just something like I said before. We and what Derek was just saying right now. We have you know some favorable opponents, and the teams that are we're battling with don't. They have tough schedules ahead of them. So. We're in position. We're on the cusp of it. We just have to, like you said, take care of our business, man. Yep. Get to work. All right. So one of the last things I want to talk about was a player we did not get to, who was one of the men's man of the matches was Christian Romero, who we've been waiting. I mean, we've, we've known, we've seen it. We've seen spells of it, but I thought yesterday he really showed how much better he is than the rest of our defenders mm-hmm. as a defender as a man on the ball, that play where him and I think it was Fornals in the corner where Fornals kicked it back and he, he, he gathered it with Fornals literally still a yard away from him and just was so calm. And then he kicked it to Bencore and him and him and Bencore had this little back and forwards in our own zone by our own touchline with, with um, Darty and they got it out. It w- eventually went out as a court as a hand, as a um, throw in, but it was a throw in on them. And it was, a level of skill and defense that was is just far superior than what we have, and it's so promising. He's so an, an such an exciting player. He's could be my he's probably my favorite player on my team. That's not like more than Ben Corn, more than Kula or Deke is Romero. I fucking love how he plays. I love his attitude. I'm worried about the yellow cards, but he's an unbelievable defender, and as Dyer said he's sneaky in the way he takes away the ball. He's offensively very adept. And someone posted something on a tweet that when the uh, team sheet comes out, Romero looks at it and just sees him all over the place, wherever he wants to be. But he's uh, – do you feel nervous when he ends up in those situations? Nervous that maybe he's out of position. But like, it's almost like I feel okay with him getting the ball in those positions. Like he could score a goal. 
Yeah, he's like Jan and Dyer's like Toby. Not obviously not to the same skill level because I think Romero has is definitely more skilled than Jan. And I know we love Jan, but and Dyer's probably less skilled than Toby was, but I think they're a perfect pairing. And if we could put another excellent defender in there in Davies' place, I don't see why we wouldn't have the best defense in the Premier League. Romero is that good. At I don't can I don't compare Romero to Jan. I, don't I mean, if you're going to talk about to anybody right now, man, because yeah, like Jan guy... never had like the ability to his yeah, uh, Romero's passes forwards, Romero's dribbling skills, and general speed is better than Jan's. Jan's defensive ability was unreal, but, yeah, I but just he think was Romero... also so comfortable going forward. I mean, he played left back against Dortmund and had two assists yeah. in the championship. That's true. No slouch. No, not at all. But. I think it's hard to compare anyone to that guy right now. That this guy's playing at a level that I haven't seen from any of our defenders in the past. And like you guys mentioned, two great ones that we had. Um, they were a great tandem. Uh, di- um, yeah, oh my God, uh, Dave Davies. Why am I saying players that we have? Toby right and Jan. Toby and Jan. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Derek. But I think he's just better than those two guys, man. The, like his physical ability. He's strong. His athleticism. He's fast. And one of the um, situations in the game yesterday, I think he was playing a, a very. He was playing forward, and he lost the ball, and then he comes and runs out of his mind and beats an offensive player who's supposed to be faster than him. Beats him and gets back the ball. It was so insane. That guy, I, I just can't like praise him enough. And I know you guys can't either. I'm so in love with um, Christian Romero. This he guy, is a, he is a he, dog. And you know man. what it is? He, it's not only all of that ability. It's also he, he just is like zoom, exudes fucking confidence everywhere, dude. Like this guy looks like a super confident dude in everything he does. And I think that's be a big part of his game. Man. He'd be the worst he, wingman ever because oh, he's yeah. just, he's just like. There's just sex pouring out of his pores everywhere, and whoever is in the bar is just going flocking to him because he's just so, as you said, confident. So, Ben, there is no noise coming out of your mic. He did one. Oh, week. that's because I shut it off because I did weed and then I forgot. Thank God Nick's not here to make fun of me. One, one pull. One, one weed. He one smoked one weed. <laughs> I was saying, I want, I would love, I would love to get Sophie's opinion on Romero's attractiveness. I think he's a, tra- he's a good-looking dude for sure. Good-looking dude. Yeah. Not on FIFA. On FIFA, they make him look like some. Derek's very, uncom- Derek's very uncomfortable talking about dudes. And no, no, I'm, I'm very comfortable talking about dudes and who's attractive. Who's Derek not. was just making out with, well, not making out with Kane and only having rough sex with him. Right. Oh, very true. That's where, that's where we always end up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Romero, the GOAT, I think he has, this might be a hot take, and I'm, I'm not a longtime fan like some older Spurs fans, obviously. But I think... In my time as a fan, he has the highest ceiling by far. Sol Campbell? All right, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, though, Sol Campbell was a good player. 
but no, I wouldn't. I mean, Romero's just he, – he doesn't have any weaknesses aside from, like I said, he's not great in the air, at least so far. And the yellows. The yellows can be – will become – might become a problem. Sure. He didn't get one yesterday. Nope. Nope. Yeah, since we've been worried about the yellows, he hasn't picked one up. Well, well that I think that's Eric Dyer's – one of Eric Dyer's best attributes. It's his leadership. It's his positioning. It's not his play or his speed. Like when the game, when the when the ball gets into the box and it's you know it's it's moving fast. I don't want Eric Dyer there. I sure. want because Eric Dyer is looking for okay. Let me just find a spot to stand in. And Davies is kind of the same way. Davies, Davies, Romero is going to get the ball, and I think Dyer is happy as you said, cat dog, sending Romero out to go get the ball. But then here here's another question for both of you. If you had the quality of Romero with Reggie and the quality of Davis with Darty, does it change it significantly? No, I probably. But then again, I think one of the things that contributes to the wingbacks is the ability for the reason why Sanchez isn't useful with Darty is because he doesn't pass well. And the one thing Davis does do well is he does move the ball forward for the wingbacks. Now, I think Davis is just like mediocre the whole way. So defensively, God forbid he had to defend any sort of speedy winger. But yeah, you put Christian Romero next to any of the three of us and we're going to play better than you put if you were to remove him and put someone mediocre. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, he's fucking world-class, man. He is a world-class talent. My biggest concern with Romero is him staying here. He's so good, he belongs at Real Madrid or Barcelona. He's that level of player. And that's a good segue where we have to attack this summer and not be a team that's not going to make good big signings. We have to, we have a lot of pieces, man. Christian Romero is a huge piece. To, to any defensive, uh, to any defense. Why not? Like, we have our, our, our world-class striker. We have our world-class wingers in Sonny. We have potentially, uh, well, not, I'm not going to go into the midfield because we don't have any world-class there, but we have okay talent there. But in the back, we have that, def- that defender. And just keep on building around these guys, man. And let's make something crazy happen this summer. Amen. Keep Conte here. I know there's rumors about Conte with PSG. I know there's rumors about us not spending again and getting Poch back. Hey, I love Poch, but I want Conte and I want I want to win. And we know Conte can get us across that line if we if we back him. I, I agree. I mean, and another thing is everyone talks about Kane leaving. Kane's not Kane won't we won't we won't get rid of Kane unless Conte leaves. The, the question of Derek's 300 million pounds. <laughs> he's Let's pumping go. his fist. He's pumping his fist and that we're going to spend 300 million pounds. Is Do you guys see on today that uh, Debal is probably going to be, they're not going to extend a contract with Juventus. And then there's an argument on this. Jose, this is kind of your argument, a little bit of your argument with Luis Diaz. Um 
not to the same point because we couldn't have got him for Liverpool was matching our price no matter what we were going to pay and Liverpool's better. But with Dybala and people are like, I don't know if I want him. Where is he going to play? He can... If we want to be good, we need star players to sit on the bench sometimes. And it's like, it's such an argument with Tottenham fans of who is where is he going to start? Where is he going to play? Where is he going to play? Like we just need stars. We need to, we need to make a team. Everyone UCL. We need UCL. We need European football. The only way to be good at European football is to have a team that look what look how bad look with our shitty players who don't play together. Look how bad we were in the Europa Conference League. Like just. Just garbage. So it's not an argument over. Yeah, so we do need to spend money. We need to spend money on players who are going to be our backups, who are going to have to play in certain games and certain and beat shitty teams and be good enough to beat those shitty teams. My we biggest problem with big with loads. Yeah, my biggest problem with Loso and Dombele and all of them was when it came to the times where we needed you. I understand. You know what? You practice with each other enough. You 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 have practice. I understand in games it's not a thing, but you're playing fucking. Mur- Excuse me, I'm trying not to curse as much. Murrah or whatever, and you're playing some of the worst soccer I've ever seen. And your payroll is higher than their teams. And I understand they they've been playing together and they're going to play really hard. But my man, like figure it out. Cause every other team seems to generally figure it out against these teams like Paco de Ferreira that we tie like, holy sh- this team with Paco de Ferreira was like a third Portuguese league team. Unbelievable. Yeah. Our, our, it's never bad to have a wealth of talent, just like the clubs, the big clubs like Chelsea city, these guys continuously win because they just have, ridiculous talent on their bench and it's never bad to have that and we have to spend money to have that and we want to be a big boy club so that we won't have these disasters where we have players that should excel against crappy teams and don't you know that that because maybe they're burnt out i don't know there can be a billion excuses because we're killing them like we've killed hoiberg like we've killed kane you know when has kane sat down this year when has he sat down that's the first the he first couple did. games, right? The first, th- the first, the first three games he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those against games. who? Against I said against City, his new team. <laughs> his yeah. new team. But besides that, like when is he gonna blow? He but that's it. the thing. Hold on, I will fight back on that because Harry Kane doesn't sit down. That's the problem. Is we need someone to say, Harry, sit the fuck down. You were pl- you can't play every game. You're going. To he never he never comes out either. No. Conte never brings him out. It's always no. it's it's Sunny or Kulo. And then no. never- who you gonna put there? We don't have it. Last at least Vinny last year came in and sat him down for for those unimportant games. You know, right now you said that you, you said that. I was like, what did Vinicius do? He scored like three goals against like the goals against like the two worst the teams that we clubs, But of course, but of course. That we need. But I don't miss him. Like, well, I don't I, miss him like that either. But we I'm wouldn't saying, have lost to Murrah if we had Vinny. Hey, yeah, probably would have scored I'll a hat trick. I, I want to, what's his name from uh, Southampton as our backup? Broha? Oh, I thought you were talking about, uh, what the hell is his name? Oh, oh, forget his name. The white dude with the knee injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I thought you were talking about. Broha would be solid. 
Shea Adams? No, he's not white. <laughs> uh, wait, Rome- Romeo? No, no, I no. think I'm, I think he's on a different team now. But... I think, yeah, now I'm Danny Ings. I know you're talking about Danny. Ings. Oh, Danny Ings. Yeah, well, he's on one of those Danny. teams that wear purple nah. and blue. Right. It's, it's, so no, it's, it's claret. It's like claret or what, what I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, they all whatever, at, whatever color that West is. Ham, Aston Villa. Yeah, that yeah. boggles my mind. There's like three clubs that wear the same. Burnley. Stuff. Aston Villa and uh, West Ham. Yep. Also, like English Premier League team names are some of the worst in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. Rather be. Would you rather be any of your team's names over the, uh, a fucking cockerel? <laughs> hey, would you rather be a bill or a cockerel? Would you rather be a jet or a cockerel? Would you rather be a bear or a cockerel? And then, like, the rest of them are, like, some random shit birds, too. God. Thank God they have history. And we have garbage names. Oh, yeah. Man. A wanderer. You want to be a wanderer? That's well, that's the cool. funniest one. The Wolverhampton Wolves. No, they're the Wolverhampton Wanderers. But whatever. I don't know that. I don't. I don't know the history. Of Maybe their world. team was founded by like uh, people walking, roaming the earth. Hey guys, so great no, game. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, was I supposed to laugh at that? No, listen. Don't, I did. I, don't I, want I, you to, I enjoyed that, Derek. I don't want you to fake laugh, Ben. If it's funny, it's got to be real. Like thanks, Jose, for the. For well, the soon, talk. soon we'll get noises, no so problem, I can like. Bro. Uh yeah, like yeah. So the wanderers are like gleeman or whatever. No, you guys don't get that one. Where are we going? Uh, I don't get that one. <laughs> they like going? they go around and they like, go to town to town. They sing songs and like as wanderers do. Up. Where are we going? So yeah. like a, like a bard. A bard. Well, bards on a ship. Yeah, that's but, true. For the most part. <clears throat> All right, so 3-1 win. Great game. Plenty of players that you can consider for your man of the match. So I'm going to start off with Derek. You're going to pick yours. And then the whole thing is you can't pick the same person. It's unfair. You have to give you a reason why. Two and a half goals. Back to what he used to be. He's he's, He's in one of his purple patches. Great runs. Excitement, happiness. I mean, we won three one, and he scored two and put the pressure on the defender to put the third one in. It's got to be the guy. Jose, my guy is Rodrigo Betancourt. The guy was absolutely insane yesterday. Uh, if we're not going to go with the same player, of course, uh, you know I kind of agree with Derek a little bit. Sonny, he had the the stats. Because he had the goals. All right, so you can throw you can throw out who you really think it is, and then throw well, your second well, best. Honestly, if it, if who I really think it, who I really think it was was Bancourt. I love yeah. the guy's play yesterday. He was absolutely out of control. You know, some of the stats here: hundred percent dribble succeeded, ninety four point seven pass accuracy, four ground duels won, three long passes that were accurate. The guy was an absolute absolute rock star. His pairing oh. with Hoiberg is is. Is insane right now. I think they're they're gelling really well and very quickly, and he's given us something that we've lacked for so much. Even though he's not exceptionally well at it, he's he has an eye for pushing the ball forward and making good passes forward to our the, our rock star of uh, three that we have up front. So yeah, great game from Betancourt, man of the match. 
I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Kane because he's just awesome. He had three assists, like he's just awesome. But I'm giving it to Romero just because it was the first game where he literally just proved how much better overall in any facet of a defender he is than anyone we have in that game. At pressure, at ball on his feet, at moving the ball forward. Maybe he's not the best passer, but he's a very good passer. Dyer still got maybe has that on him, but he, he was awesome. He's so good. He's such the player you want. It's like I in my brain I said he's Lamella if Lamella was what we thought Lamella was gonna be. And I understand they play different positions, but it's the shithousery, it's the aggressiveness, it's the skill on the ball for... I understand Lomel is a more skillful player, but he also plays up front. Well, we have a really skillful center back. Like, he throws that chip pass to get it to, to make the triangle work if the triangle is getting blocked off by a defender, the, the little chip over the foot to get to the guy. Like, it's nothing. And Davies doesn't do that. We're God, am I getting that wrong still? Davis, Davies, and Dyer can sure. do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Sonny was a player of the game. Shout out to Kane because he's just so fucking good. But I just loved how Romero, this was the game where I was like, everyone should look at this guy and be like, I understand everyone kept keep saying he's going to be amazing. He's going to be amazing. But this is the game where like, that's as, as that's a, an awesome game. Just such a good game from the player. So uh, I'm going to give it to Romero. And he did it against one of the most terrifying strikers to defend against. I think, I think one, of, one of the hardest. For, yeah. For mm-hmm. An absolute unit. And he just bodied him. He handled him for his entire 60, whatever minutes that he was on the pitch, just tired him out on top of the 120 that they had played three days. But, prior. But if I had to choose, it's hard to take it away from saying that it was, it was sown. Son, God, I really leaned into that one too. Uh, it's hard to take it away from Son because of how his, his goals and everything. But I agree with you. I think Ben Core really led the play. He, 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 the play went through him for, throughout most of the game. How fast we went, how slow we went, all the, the tempo was all on Ben Core, and he had an excellent game. I just and need to see. Their, I just they, need to see more. And they kept their their midfield quiet. Absolutely quiet. Oh, yeah. Tr- I mean, yeah, he made De- who I, I love because I love Declan Rice. He made he was Declan Rice chasing him around. It's for sure. Those triangles are coming in. They're coming in really well. We need better players. As much as we have a lot of good players, we need we still need better. It's just how that's how this is going to work. And I'm going to love seeing the Conte cam with the hug, with the sunny hug. That was great. I love that. 300 million. Never get out of here. All right. So we got, wait, wait, international break or Newcastle for uh, international break? Break. break. Uh, USA plays um, Thursday. USA, Mexico Thursday. Oh, God. We don't have Wes McKinney. I am not thrilled. We don't have but, McKinney. We don't have a bunch of players. Cross your fingers that nobody gets injured for players who are gone. So that's Kane, Kulo. Or sorry, Deki. Son. Wait, there's not enough. Son's in Asian, so does he have to leave? No, Son has. I think Son goes too. I don't Son. Know leaving. God, why I don't I keep saying that? 
I heard initially that uh, Bergwijn, I'm pretty sure, got called up. Mm-hmm. Romero definitely got called up. Bergwijn had two suitcases. But I heard Romero wasn't going to go, but now he is. Dave, uh, because Davis Romero is... got some kind of suspension, but now oh, apparently they're going to cut it. it down to one game. Oh, so and, so, so whatever. I'll go. take I'll take I'll take any games off he can get. Uh, Davis will go. Our one of our best players, Joe Roden. Oh, do you guys remember him? He'll be in Wales. Uh, am I missing anyone? Kane, Son, Kulo. Uh, Benton Core will go for Uruguay. Hoiberg will go for Denmark. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Let's hope uh, all of our boys come home safe. Please. Yeah, I mean, like, someone said, some, someone said a tw- there's a tweet about, like, uh, I hope uh, someone got the call up. That's bad. But, like, if you're going to have a good team, your players are going to get called up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That but, yeah, let's hope well. everyone's safe. What an Winks, awesome win. Winks is the only guy at the training ground right now. <laughs> Winks and like, Herbie White. <laughs> and Mora. Lucas. Uh, Reggie. Okay. But um yeah, let's let's get excited. Like that was that was a great win over it's one of our big rivals over a very good team. I don't care that they were tired. Every team has to play tired. We've done it for years, and look, we we really put it, we we beat them up. And we put ourselves right back into the race for top four. That Arsenal game is going to be absolutely massive, but so is every game going on out, like, and we got to like win. Little, like Little Wayne said, we beat that pussycat up, but not in the Zuma way. Let's see if Arsenal actually shows up to this one. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, all right. So, last thing before we get out here, who would you rather be, Arsenal or us? Let's try to like remove our fandom, and I know that's hard, but I mean, you got do you take pole position and a game in hand, and the way they're tech, they're they're playing. No, I'm taking us still. I can't remove oh. fandom, even if I could. I'm still I'm taking us. I'm, fuck, I'm taking us. I'm taking us. Let's go. We're we're better, better, we're better the the I'm going to remove the fandom and say I'm taking us because of Conte and because of our favorable schedule. And we're better as the underdog, man. I was just questioning your guys' fandom and what you guys believed. And if anyone said Arsenal, never again would you be on this pod. I'm like... smashing my computer screen. <laughs> Thank God I didn't take Arsenal. Well, of course, Nick doesn't have time for us. That lazy piece of shit. I'm just kidding. He's not lazy at all. <laughs> Probably but, doing um, Come back, Nick. Yeah, that's the worst one. He's like, I, I, sorry, guys. I, I got to go play bocce. And I'm like, <laughs> the game where you throw a little ball to get it close to another ball? That's a one. Yeah. Well, that's actually the re- real reason Nick isn't here. Tore a labrum while throwing his bocce ball. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Thrilling, thrilling, the, and the separated ESPN. his shoulder. The ESPN post that I know Nick posted it, but the ESPN posted to some lady throwing a ball like the best bocce ball throw ever. That was thrilling stuff. ESPN and Nick, thank you for sharing that with us. Did you see it? It had such curve on it. I was like, oh my god, it's getting so close. And then I was like, golf is way better. Absolutely, those are more expensive. Yes, but uh. As you know, as I said before, Derek, 
Fuji pen. Right, and on it. that count, spur, Spurs out. Spurs out. Uh, Love you guys. Follow the socials. Yes, follow the socials. Spurs in Twitter. Spurs in Instagram. Our boy, Joe Mar, or my boy. Can you change that, please? It's, it's kind, I, I understand it's your son, but it's, it's awkward for the rest of us a little bit. Well, what's that? What are you talking about? Wait, when you, you you write my boy and I'm and you're like, ah, oh, that's my boy, and I'm like, and you have to you have to write it so he sees it. Oh, I, I didn't think everyone else would see what I have him. <laughs> it doesn't say I Joe Mars is my Joe. boy. Oh, great! And I I don't say anything. It's like I I I love your son and I respect your son and I respect you. So, but yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> It's gonna stay down. But uh, all right, let's. We don't need to. We don't. That's not a big deal. But Spurs out. Keep listening if you are listening. We love this team, regardless of how much they hurt us. And we love all of you. Yes, we do. And I love Derek. Spurs in. Love you too, guys. (laughs) My boy, Spurs in. Spurs out. Spurs out.